Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. This is Misty Jane, and you're listening to Backroom Beauty Talks, a real, raw, and unedited podcast that helps uplift the hair industry one stylist at a time. Hello there, friends. I just wanted to take a second to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. This was just something that I kind of wanted to do just to be able to I have a lot of conversations with my friends, um, you know, over the phone or online, and I just, a lot of them, there's so much value in them. I thought a podcast would be a great way to bring some of these conversations to light because I know that me and the people I talk to are not the only ones feeling this way. So I'm so glad that you're enjoying it. So far, more people have listened to it than I already expected. And seriously, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so, so much for listening, sharing, and telling your friends about this. So today I wanted to talk about something a little bit different. Um, If you follow me on Instagram, you see that I talk a lot about money and financial freedom. It's something that is extremely near and dear to my heart. The majority of stylists that I see don't really have a great relationship with money or don't really understand what it means to be financially free and it makes me a little sad I mean if you really think about it how many hairstylist retirement parties have you seen I personally haven't seen any um, I really haven't been to any and it again it makes me sad I mean you see these 90 year old women that are still working in the salon and I love this industry I love doing hair That is not how I want to end my life. Um, I want to be able to have the flexibility to make different choices, to not be upset if somebody cancels because that's a chunk of my paycheck. We're dependent on other people when it comes to our paychecks. And if you don't have a backup financially, sometimes it can feel like a really hard hit and it's hard not to take it personal when you are really counting on that money. So for me, financial freedom is something that I wish majority of stylists could experience. So I've, I have made it my goal to teach stylists about this. And today I just kind of wanted to take a second to dive a little deeper into my story and why this is something that I'm so passionate about. So we're going to jump back in time. Back in 2015, I had my son, I have one son, I had him at the end of January, and we lived in a small townhouse, 
I was in a commission salon at the time. I was very busy. I was probably bringing in after taxes on my paycheck um, around $900 to $1,000 every two weeks, if I remember correctly. Um, My husband was in a hourly job that was pretty seasonal. So if it was cold out, I mean, it wasn't, it was hardly bringing in any money. And we owned our townhouse, but it was small. It wasn't in the greatest neighborhood. We had two car payments. We had, I think, five or six credit cards. And we just felt like we were poor. I mean, we felt like we had no no money. Like the moment we would get our paychecks, it was gone. And the thing about this time period and, and the years prior to having my son is we would still go and do what we want. We would go out to eat all the time. We would go on vacations a couple times a year. And we like real vacations like Ireland or um, Mexico or Costa Rica. Like it wasn't just like hopping an hour away, uh, you know, for a couple nights. So it's interesting to think back now on how little money we had, but how we were living. And I think at the time it was like, we work hard. We deserve these things. We need a break, blah, blah, blah. You know, the typical things that people say when they are doing something that maybe in this time frame they shouldn't be doing. In our case, we shouldn't have been spending the money that we were spending. We were just digging ourselves deeper and deeper and deeper into this hole of debt. I personally grew up with my parents telling me that if you have good credit, you can buy anything. So in my mind, as long as we could afford these minimum payments... We were fine. I mean, who cares, right? So next thing you know, we turn around and we are $48,000 in debt between all of our credit cards and our car payments, not including our home. Home is a whole different situation. So during this time, we would there's this neighborhood that my husband and I both grew up wanting to live in so badly. And we grew up in middle-class families in okay neighborhoods, nothing crazy bad, nothing, you know, they weren't, they were fine. Um, But there was this one neighborhood that all of our friends where the parents had a lot more money than our parents lived in. And it was just one of those things where we would drive around and we would look at these houses and we would just dream, oh, we would love to live at this one. Oh, look at this one. And then we would just kind of say, it's never going to happen. We picked the wrong careers. We don't make enough money. We had all of these things in our head, really excuses of why this dream of living in this neighborhood would never become our reality. That's when I started reflecting on what it was that we were doing financially that was putting us in this hole. Not only were we spending money that we did not have, but, and I was the problem, let me just say, okay, my husband is not a big money spender. I like to buy things. Um, who doesn't, okay? Everyone loves giving themselves presents, right? So we would go out to eat at least a minimum of three times a week, okay? Think about it. Friday night, you go out to Mexican. If you're drinkers, easy 60 bucks. 
Saturday, what do you want to do? Nice dinner. Again, if you're drinkers, easy, $100, if not more, depending on where you're going to go. Sunday, uh, duh, got to go to brunch, another $60. We were literally spending a minimum of $600 a month just on going out to eat. That's it. Just on going out to eat. Think about that for a second. That is $7,200 a year on restaurants, okay? I started to really pay attention to where our money was going and where we were really kind of wasting it. I will never forget, we had a birthday party and I'm one of those people that just want everything to look Pinteresty. Like I want you to walk in and be like, oh my God, everything is gorgeous. So I would spend... Oh, God, like 200 extra dollars just to make things pretty when, yeah, you would get like a reaction for a second, but then who cares? As long as there's good food and good drinks and good company, nobody really gives a shit about the decorations. And I realized that I was spending money to impress people. But why? I thought that I was looking like I had my shit together by doing these things, going on these vacations, buying a new car for no reason, making the parties fancier, buying the new fancy clothes, you know, whatever. I, Lululemon is a problem for me. But anyway, um, and for what reason? So that somebody can look at me and go, oh, she has her shit together because she has these things. In my head, that was it. But how many times have you bought a cheap shirt from Marshalls and gotten 27 compliments? Now, let me just say, I am somebody who usually doesn't care what people think. So coming to this realization that a lot of my spending was to almost prove to people that, that again, I had my shit together was kind of hard for me because in my head, I'm like, no, that's not why I do it. I do it because I like it. I do it because I deserve it. And all these things that we tell ourselves, you know, when we go and... Um, spend money on stuff that maybe has a name brand on it or or maybe something you just don't need but you want, something trendy, something like that. So I just started realizing where we were fucking up on a daily basis as far as our finances go. And that is when everything changed. I sat down with my husband. We watched this video about financial freedom and that night, we decided to cut up our credit cards. I remember specifically, it was April 22nd of 2015. And it was one of the hardest things that I have done. Um, and in my mind, I was cutting up our safety net. In my mind, cutting up these credit cards meant if an emergency happens, we are fucked. But we did it anyway because we knew we had to. We were just digging our hole deeper and we were never, ever, ever, ever going to get out of it. I started looking at credit cards as a product. They were making money off me. This isn't something that I need, although it's something that I've been told that I need my entire life. So I remember this week very vividly because I had already had plans 
um, to do something with some friends that weekend. And the thing that I was doing was already paid for, but I knew that it was going to end in, hey, do you want to go to brunch now that this thing is over? And I remember telling my husband, I'm going to go do this thing, but I'm going to say no to brunch and I'm going to come home. So I went. The brunch conversation happens because let's be real, it always does. And I said no. Now, I live in um, kind of a resort area and where I was, uh, the parking is, you have to pay to park. So I walked back to the car, so proud of myself that I said no to basically spending money because we were determined to stick to our budget. And I had a parking ticket on my car. I started bawling. I called my husband and I was like, this is a sign. We're not meant to do this. This wasn't in the budget. Now, granted, this was a $20 parking ticket. It was not a lot of money, but it emotionally wrecked me because in my head, it was this sign that we weren't meant to do this. It was never going to work. You know, all the things in your head when you're doing something that makes you uncomfortable because let's be real, stopping buying the things that you want or going out to eat like you love to do or saying no to friends that cost money, you want to do those things. Everybody does. But getting that parking ticket almost stopped me. It almost stopped us from trying to hit our goal of being financially free. But as we all know, almost doesn't count. We did not give up. We, for the first three months, I was super anal. I would go to the grocery store with the exact amount of cash in an envelope to make sure that I did not go over our grocery budget. And when, I mean, literally a calculator. Guys, I look like a crazy person, okay? But I knew that I needed to get out of the habit of just grabbing things that weren't on the list because, I mean, grocery shopping can add up so fast. Um... So the first three months, that's how I lived my life. Like I did everything through an envelope system with cash just to get a feel for what it felt like to actually hand somebody money because a credit card doesn't feel like money. It's just this plastic magic thing that you hand to somebody and then they give you something that you want, right? So I was trying to get my mind to change on when I purchase something I am exchanging this energy that I worked very hard for. Is it worth it? Another thing that we did that really pushed us to reach our goals is we posted up on our refrigerator what it was that we wanted and why it was that we were choosing to make these sacrifices. Our goal sheet looked like pay off our cars, pay off our credit card, um, save an emergency fund, and buy a new house. We were quickly outgrowing our townhouse, especially with a baby. So as the time went on, we were on track to pay everything off. I think in two and a half years was our um, goal. So as time went on, we learned ways to find money. We learned ways to sell things around the house, um, ways to cut down in places that maybe we were just throwing away money and, and we really didn't need, like subscriptions we weren't using that we kind of forgot about. A lot of times people think that the big expenses are what really kills you, but it's the tiny things. If you're a Starbucks fan, 
that's that if you add up how much you're spending on Starbucks in a year, it's crazy. $27.47 a day is $10,000 a year, okay? Think about that. That is easily lunch and a coffee. Easy. So it was the small habits, our daily habits that we had to change. Walking through the grocery store with a list and not grabbing things unless it was on the list. Um, not just going to 7-Eleven. I don't know if you're from Virginia Beach, but there's one on every corner. Um, and grabbing coffee when we know we could make it at home. Little things like that made a huge, huge difference for us. So we would see our goals. We would want to buy something, but we would go, do we want that more than we want these things on our goal list? Usually the answer was no. So let's jump ahead a little bit. Exactly two years to the day that I cut up our credit cards, we paid off our last bit of consumer debt. Not our house. Our house is not included in this. We paid off all five or six of our credit cards and both of our car payments. All of them. Gone. So we were spending... God, I think $2,000 or $2,500 a month was going towards our um, debt payoff because as we were going through this journey for two years, I started making more money. My husband started making more money. You start finding money. It's amazing when you're in this mindset how quickly money comes to you. So we were spending $2,500 a month paying off this debt and the debt was paid off. You know what that means? That's $2,500 a month that is now in your pocket. So we quickly built an emergency fund and exactly eight months to the day that we paid our debt off, we closed on a house in that neighborhood. I'm sitting in that house right now recording this podcast It still makes me want to cry thinking that we have made it into this neighborhood that we never thought we could afford. And here's the thing, y'all. We are not rich. We are smart with our money. We have enough money for this pandemic to not completely screw us, even though we are in this house with a mortgage that was over double of what we were paying in our shitty little townhouse. I was two months out of work because again, Corona, (laughs) Um, I was two months out of work and we were fine. We were fine. I'm now able to stay home with my son for virtual learning and take a break from doing hair because of the decisions that we made five years ago. Financial freedom is something that I never thought I would have in my life. I was the worst with money the worst. I literally bought a brand spanking new car on a random Thursday, like sitting on the couch going, I want a new car. Let's go look at him and bought one like for no reason because I wanted a sunroof. Come on, people. I was the worst to be able to pay off $48,000 in two years is just something I never, ever, ever, ever thought I would ever be able to do. We have broken the chain in our family of bad financial decisions. We have surpassed anything that we thought that our life would look like because honestly, 
if you would have asked me 10 years ago if this is where I would be, I would have told you to fuck off. (laughs) Now, there's something very important that I want you to understand about this journey that my husband and I went on. I thought that getting out of debt meant I was going to feel broke until the day that I paid this debt off, right? Three months into our journey, we already felt better. We already felt like we had more money, all because we paid attention. We paid attention to where our money was going. We paid attention to why we were spending on specific things. And some things we were just fine with putting off for a while. You have to give up short-term, com- short-term comfort for the long-term win. Two years of our life we sacrificed to have freedom for the next, I don't know how long I'm going to live. We'll just say 50 years. I'm going to shoot big here. So it's just something where you have to be ready to make the sacrifice for yourself for the future because I promise you it is worth it. One of my favorite quotes is confidence is built on accomplishments. When this journey was over for us, I felt like I could take on the world. The confidence that I had in myself knowing that I did something that didn't just take an hour to finish was life-changing. I left my commission salon. After this, I went and opened my own suite, 100% debt-free, which was great because there is something so freeing about knowing that you can open a business and not have to borrow money or pay it back as you're making money. Um, I just, I want this for you. I want stylists to understand that you do not have to live paycheck to paycheck. I don't know how many times that you have probably come home and you've worked your ass off and you've gotten your paycheck and then you just have to hand it off to your bills or hand it off to your debt or hand it off to your car payment and then you just look down and you feel like you have nothing. You don't have to live that way. Your life does not have to look that way. You do not have to be rich to be financially free. We are not rich by any means. Do we make more money than we did when we started out? Of course we do. And we also manage it better. So it goes a lot further. I'm passionate about this subject because I have been you. I have been in your shoes. And it sucks. And I promise you that you can make the choice to change your daily habits and get out of it. I want to help you. I have been working so hard behind the scenes to create a digital course to help you out on how to get out of this funk. One of the coolest things about this course is it will be a group, a small, very small group coaching course, which means that you're going to have the support. When I was going through my journey, I listened to debt-free podcasts every day for six months. I had to keep my head in the game. It's super easy to want to just fall back into your regular habits. So with this course, it was very important to me to have some support behind it, Um, be able to come together with other people who are going through the same thing because this journey is difficult and it's very difficult when the average American thinks that credit cards and car loans are just a normal part of life. So conversations can be a bit hard with people who are not ready to get 
out of the funk that they are in. So it was very important to me to have some support going into this course as well as just um, giving you the tools to help you get out of it. So if this is something you're interested in, you can hop on my Instagram page at hairby underscore Misty Jane. Depending on when you listen to this right now, um, the wait list will be closing beginning of September. Um, and then the course is going to be available mid-September. So depending on when you listen to this will depend. Um, you might have to wait on the, the next batch. But regardless, um, I really appreciate you listening today. Um, I got a little vulnerable on this one. Um, it's very important for me that this industry isn't known as being shitty with their finances, I guess you would say. Um, I want to uplift the industry and I truly believe that uplifting one stylist at a time, your personal life reflects into your business. So yeah, with that being said, thank you so much for listening to my story. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of you can relate to this. If you like what you hear, again, please leave a review, share this podcast with your friends, um, all the things. It's super appreciated. The more that you talk about it online, the more people see it um, and it helps with um, how much people are seeing it on the platform itself. So I super, super, super appreciate you listening to Backroom Beauty Talks and I will talk to you soon.